You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen and I am delighted to be joined by somebody who... Whenever they're reviewing movies and TV shows, they always hit their mark. And even though some people say he's pretty arrogant, you can't deny that his recommendations are always on the bullseye. It is, of course, Rory Cashin. And Rory Cashin, why am I making really amazing bow and arrow jokes today? Well, uh, first of all, congratulations. They were all fantastic. Arrogant is ah, chef's kiss. Um, Two reasons. Uh, The one we will uh, give away right now is that later in the show, not only are we reviewing Hawkeye, the brand new Marvel Disney Plus show, but our big guests this week are Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld, the two lead show, uh, performers from that show. Uh, but the second reason I'll get to in due course. Hmm, okay, now I'm intrigued as well. But Roy, do you know what else always manages to hit the mark? <sighs> Go on, say it. Go on. Is it is it free pizza? It is free pizza. So all you have to do to be in with the chance of winning that free pizza from Chicago Town Pizza is head over to the Big Reviewski Twitter account and enter our competition there. The very best of luck to you. Now, each show we do a little bit of movie news here at the top or maybe some top fives as well. But today, Rory, there was only going to be one thing you wanted to cover because you were very excited about a piece of entertainment news you saw this week. Yeah, so one of our big movie release reviews this week is House of Gucci, which is directed by the legendary Ridley Scott, who has directed some of the very best, you know, movies of all time. Uh, If you go onto the Joe's YouTube channel, you can see that we chatted to Jeremy Irons, who's one of the stars of House of Gucci. We unfortunately didn't get the opportunity to speak to Ridley Scott ourselves, but he is doing the press tour for House of Gucci. And while he was speaking to the BBC, he just kind of... Like, absentmindedly, it was like, by the way, you would know, we all know about the Alien TV show that's in the works, which I, you know, I'm very excited about because Aliens is my favorite movie of all time. Alien is probably somewhere in the top 10 or top 20 anyway. And there is a brand new TV show coming based in the Alien universe coming from uh, the guy who's behind Fargo and Legion. So, thumbs up. But he was just like, oh yeah, and there's a Blade Runner TV show coming as well, just FYI, and that's going to be a 10-episode series. And it was just like, I was, I wanted to throttle the interviewer, because I was like, why do you not have a million more questions? Like, where is this coming? What channel is that coming to? Who's who's directing that? Is it you, Ridley? Because you're not doing the Alien one. Who is it based in the Harrison Ford timeline? Is it based in the uh, Ryan Gosling one? Uh, And then... I know I shouldn't, I shouldn't know I shouldn't because it's the kind of clickbaity stuff that we hate. But just seeing Blade Runner and Alien together was like Ridley Scott talks about Blade Runner and Alien Universe. There was that little spark in my mind where it was like, (gasps) have they, has he, is this Alien Runner? Is this Blade Alien? Is this this shared universe? Is this Alien in the future? Like I lost my mind. Uh, Blalian. And you know, he's in the news a lot this week because... He's blaming millennials on The Last Jewel not making enough money. Uh, I would have personally thought that a sad film set in the distant past around sexual assault probably wasn't the film people wanted to see in the middle of a sad pandemic, but that's just me. 
Yeah, I could sense your excitement on multiple levels. As you said, just whenever you heard Blade Runner and uh, Alien in the same sentence initially, and then the fact that you were pretending that you were in the interview with him and shouting at him yeah. uh, with all of those extra questions, which is probably exactly the reason they didn't allow you excited access to the man who is like at least 184 million years old. But fair play to him because he did have the last deal very recently. Um House of Gucci is obviously one of our big releases this week, but I did see an amazing uh, bit of trivia about Ridley Scott, and it probably explains one of the reasons why he is so amazingly energetic and enthusiastic, uh, you know, in spite of his age as well. But uh, this, I, I don't know if you've heard this, but I'm going I'm to read it out here. It's from The Hollywood Reporter, okay. and it says, Ridley Scott stays spry on the job by stealing catnaps whenever there's a break in the action. He even has a specially modified director's chair that folds out into a portable bunk. Now, all of that is amazing. Just full stop there because that sounds great. I love catnaps. I love mm. sleeping. If I was one of the X-Men, sleeping would be my specialist skill. I'm really, really good at it. The fact that he has this director's chair, which folds out in a bunk, all of that is amazing. But the very, very best bit of the piece of trivia is the name. It's what he calls it. He calls it Ridley's Cut. Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Isn't that just? Isn't that just beautiful? Oh, I was, I was like, some, some, some pun is on the way, and my, I was racking my brain. And Ridley Scott, that's. I listen. This, this, the, the puns in this episode already. Like, I'm here for it. Phenomenal. I know, as you said, Ridley Scott has named some of the greatest films of all time, but obviously calling his portable, foldable director's chair bunk bed Ridley's cut is his finest work. Thank you, Mr. Scott. Now, Roy, as you mentioned, one of our big releases this week is, of course, Ridley Scott's brand new film, House of Gucci. And to mark the occasion, as you can see, I have worn my most colourful and stylish shirt. I hope you approve. I, I mean, Tom Ford would be proud, so... Who? Okay, okay. yeah. Oh, football. Oh, God. Okay, so, yes, as you mentioned, Ridley Scott's uh, second film, I guess, in three months this year. So, busy guy for an 83-year-old. Um, it tells the true story of the assassination of a member of the Gucci family. Uh, he's amassed quite the cast with Lady Gaga, Al Pacino, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Jeremy Irons, uh, Camille Cotton, a few more. Um, I will say it's too long. It's nearly two hours, 40 minutes, which is very long for a film uh, of this kind of story. Um, the first hour is a lot of fun. Um, if, uh, watching the trailer, you're like, oh, this is kind of campy, kind of over the top, kind of like uh, sexy, entertaining. And the first hour does have that energy. But then the longer it goes into the story, it, it just keeps branching off into like numerous different subplots. And the second half of the film is trying to tell like both how the assassination plot came around and how the Gucci uh, house was saved from itself and how the infighting kind of ruined it for the family even as the money was like coming in hand over fist. It's just trying to tell too many different stories and by trying to tell them all, it doesn't tell any of them all that well. Uh, Gaga might get nominated. I think she's really going for the Italian accent. Uh, I've seen someone who's like an Italian uh, dialect coach saying, I have no idea what accent she's doing or what part of Italy she's meant to be from. It seems to be 
from all over the place. Uh, I love the press tour that they've been doing lately because even on the red carpet when she's talking to people, she cannot drop the Italian accent. Even when, like, it's... She filmed this quite a while ago. She isn't that person, but she can't... She seems to be having too much fun just being Italian in real life now. Uh, yeah, I think because when the trailer dropped and we seen Father, Son, House of Gucci, we were like, oh, this could be so much fun. And it's just disappointingly not as fun as it should be. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Synonymous with words, style, power. But that name was a curse too. I will, of course, still be going to see it. Not that I don't believe a single word that you've said. Sure. But just because uh, even when the first production stills from the film were released and you have these stunning images of Lady Gaga and Adam Driver in these unbelievable clothes, again, not dissimilar to my shirt. Mm. Like, just even if the film doesn't work out to be as amazing as I hoped it is, I'll just comfort myself. We're going to make like a little scrapbook of just all of those photos together and just uh, cry myself to sleep with that. But House of Gucci um, out this week. The other big release uh, out in cinemas, more of the family-friendly fare instead of like, you know, murder and fashion and killing and all that sort of stuff. It is a brand new animation from Disney. It's called Encanto. And it tells the story of a young girl growing up in the magical mountains of Colombia. And it's a place where, not Colombia, in the film, I mean, this place is somewhere where everybody, every child is born with a special magical power called her Encanto. But the star of the show, Mirabelle, she's unfortunately born with no magical powers. So it's all about her journey and trying to find out whether she can rescue her family and the people around her without any magical powers. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that maybe she will discover at some point that the magic was just her ordinary self inside her all along. But that's just a wild guess mm. on my part. And Rory, I was going to say, I'll give you a million quid right now. Uh, we're thinking Disney. It's a musical, so lots of musical numbers. Somebody who's writing music for Disney at the moment. million quid. Who is <laughs> writing the music for Encanto? Because he is doing absolutely every single film. I think we were talking about him last week as well. But obviously it's... It's it's Lin Manuel Miranda. Like he's not just doing Disney. It's I think of he's like the James Corden of songwriting for movies. If if there's anything musical going on and you need someone to write a song, he just seems to be the default choice at the minute. Many years ago, this candle blessed our family with a miracle. Our house, our casita came to life with magic. Hola, casita. Boys! Boys! Let's go! In time, every member of our family Cecilia, up top! was given their own magical gift. Now, to be fair, unlike Mr. Corden, no one's turned on Lin-Manuel Miranda yet. I think we're all still on his side. But... Yeah, because he, he just had Tick, Tick, Boom last week. And I think he has another one soon. So, yeah. Like, I know, strike while the, while the iron's hot, and that's fine, and that's cool. But 
take a day off. Strike While the Iron is Hot is definitely going to be a brand new Lin-Manuel Miranda song. Yeah. It just feels like a perfect kind of title for that as well. Um, I did panic there whenever you you had the hottest of hot takes compared to me. It's the, the musical world's James Corden uh, as well. James Corden will be raging at that because he obviously thinks he's uh, the musical uh, star as well. But the good thing about Mirabelle as well is that the main character is voiced by Stephanie Beatrice, who we love on the show. Uh, she joined us for In the Heights uh, earlier this year. But... If, uh, you know, if you're in any doubt about the amazing voice work that she does, this is a little clip of Stephanie Beatrice in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He didn't invite me to his wedding and he's scared like a little bitch. And this is a little clip of Stephanie Beatrice in real life. Andy Samberg will drop like the best jokes on you nonstop. So obviously she's going to be amazing in this film. And again, I can't wait to see it. Of course, I'm going to watch a Disney animated film whenever it is released this week. So that is Encanto and House of Gucci are two big cinematic releases this week. Now, at this point of the show, we normally pick uh, our favorite trailer of the week. And, you know, we're a little bit fast and loose with the word favorite here because mm. we picked other trailers for various reasons. But Rory, you were adamant that we look at a particular, you basically forced me to look at a particular trailer trailer this week for Emily in Paris season two. Why did you make me do that? So remember at the very start of the show, you were like, Rory, why am I making all these bow and arrow puns? Well, this is the payoff. So I watched the first season of Emily in Paris, which is the new show from the guy who made Sex and the City, who also has a new version of Sex and the City coming out quite soon. And it's fine. It's like cotton candy. It's nothing but also everyone in it is pretty and it's just kind of ridiculous and it's just, bleh, it's on and every episode's half an hour and you, whatever. So the second season is coming this December on Netflix and the trailer dropped this week and on top of everyone looking pretty and everyone falling in love and everyone's going to Paris and just ridiculously expensive places, the the subtitles on the screen came up, this, the, the slogan, I guess, and the line in it was... She's back for a more, put number one, mm-hmm. and she's coming in hot, but they spelt hot, H-A-U-T-E, because she's in the world of fashion. Of so course. she is, that was just some great punning and probably better writing than was in the actual show itself. Um, and I set the task to you, Mr. Doherty, because you are a uh, pun master general. You are uh, king among puns. Uh, it's just it's it's your natural talent. You said earlier sleeping would be your X Men power. It's not. It's it's making puns. So it's like, can you do better than uh, than the ones provided by the Emily in Paris season two trailer? Firstly, I was alarmed by the fact that you were paying me so many compliments at the time, and I was like, what's his what's his motive here? What's his hidden agenda? Um, but then I couldn't re- resist the allure of uh, multiple puns. So what I've actually done is um, I've created a little voiceover, an alternative voiceover for the Emily in Paris season two trailer. So uh, if you're watching, you can enjoy this. I'm going to put on my voiceover man voice now. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're listening, uh, can we get our little French style? You know, she's cycling around Paris. It's all lovey-dovey uh, music, please. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Are you ready for the insane second season of Emily in Paris? Emily's back and she's more footloose and francy free than ever. But we've so many questions. Will Emily be able to beret her past mistakes? Or will she rue the day she had a wee sex session with her friend's boyfriend? Bonjour! Can she find love of her life? Or will all the men she meets be complete and utter creps? Like, like 
creeps. Maybe, just maybe, if she learns to brie herself, she'll have the most unbegettable summer of her life. So what have you got to lose? Get an Eiffel of Emily in Paris coming to Netflix this December. December, not really a pun, just the French way of saying December. So that's that's what I went for. I hope you enjoyed it. I am in awe. I, that was, <laughs> oof. Can she brie herself really stands out in the mind there. Um, <laughs> you do love cheese. So. I, yeah, well, there's that. Um, wow, just... Yeah, well, merci I set, beaucoup. I, I, set, I set up the, the challenge and you... You knocked it out of the park, mate. I'm proud of you. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll do more of those, please. Um, <laughs> nobody ever comes back to the show ever again. So Emily in Paris, here's is a wee sneak clip of the actual trailer. Uh, and it is coming to Netflix this December. Wait. Are you okay? When I went to go say goodbye to Gabrielle, it turned into the most incredible night of sex that I've ever had in my entire life. Get it, girl? No! no. I promise there'll be no more puns for the rest of you. I can't make that promise. That's a no. ridiculous promise to Don't make. There to might me. be, there might be more uh, puns to come. Now it's time for the best of the small screen releases this week. And very excited about this first one, Rory. It is, of course, Hawkeye. Yeah, so I think after the recent Marvel stuff, people are getting a bit, are we getting a bit bored of Marvel? It's getting a bit of same evil. Uh, but you and I were very excited when we seen the trailer because it was Christmassy, which gave us immediate diehard Little Weapon Shane Black vibes. I've seen the first two episodes and I am happy to say that it is very, very, very good. Very entertaining. Jeremy Renner is very grouchy, but in a fun way Heli Steinfeld's a perfect kind of pairing to him because she's so effervescent and bubbly and just really really charismatic on the screen um the supporting cast is great including Vera Farmiga because she brings a certain kind of gravitas just being such an amazing actress anyway the action stuff is closer to the winter soldier vibe of realism and grittiness that we wanted to find in Black Widow um Again, only seen the first two, so it could continue on this trajectory and be like literally the best thing Marvel has ever done, or who knows how it's going to turn out. But from those two, uh, which lands on Disney Plus this week, very, very highly recommended. This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. And it's going to be weekly episodes. Am I right in saying they're going to be released every Wednesday? Isn't Jeremy Renner Wednesday every Wednesday? I mean, they can't all be winners, can they, on? I'm so sorry. We're moving swiftly onwards. Uh, the next release is also coming to Disney Plus, and it is The Beatles Get Back. Obviously, every single Beatles fan in the world will be watching this. It's a three-part mini-series directed by Peter Jackson, uh, and they're going to release an episode across the 25th, the 26th, and the 27th. So uh, that's three evenings just perfectly planned. Now we're going to take The Beatles, and I'll be quiet. Oh, you recording our conversation? Oh, 
Looking for a what? What is it? Looking for a home to last. Looking for a blast from the past. Basically, back in 1969, the Beatles were filmed and this footage was thought lost. It was stored in a vault for the past 50 years. There's nearly 60 hours of unseen Beatles footage as they were writing and composing and fighting and loving just everything, uh, them in the studio session. And Peter Jackson was the first person to get his eyes on this. Um, him and his team have now created this documentary. So they could have easily have just put up the full 60 hours uh, and just played it straight out like that, unedited, and people would have watched it anyway. But the fact that they've created uh, what looks to be from the trailer, just a magical uh, kind of memory of the Beatles at work. Um, so that's coming out uh, this week. We cannot wait to see it. Uh, our next release, though, slightly different, Rory. It's Bruised. Uh, is this directed by Halle Berry, is it? Yeah, directed and starring uh, Halle Berry. She plays a disgraced MMA fighter who is reunited with her son that she kind of gave up when he was born. Uh, and she's kind of drawn back into the world of underground illegal MMA fights. Uh, trying to provide for her new kind of reunited family. It's fine. Um, I think Halle Berry wanted to show off two things. One, that she can direct uh, and, you know, to remind people that she can act um, because she has won an Oscar. But mostly what comes across is that, remember, uh, remember, was it Honey or Step Up? One of them. There's a dance movie where, where like a lady gets into the bath and she's like, oh, the bath is so cold. And we're supposed to be impressed that she has this like fantastic physical prowess. And that's, you know, bow down, well done. There's so much of this movie where she's just doing impressive physical feats. And I feel like it, it it's like a workout video that happens to have a drama <laughs> around it, uh, which is fine. I mean, she's in John Wick 3, so pop off. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's on Netflix, so it's just a bit sad. Yo, that's Jackie Justice, right? She used to be famous. Yo, yes. miss, this is you getting served. <laughs> Yo, that's probably why she quit. <laughs> what you doing here? I got a nice surprise for you. That's your son. His daddy died. Another impressive physical feat is the fact that this next film actually got made. It is A Castle for Christmas, also coming to Netflix. And we actually covered the trailer for this a few weeks back because it was just so remarkable. It stars Carrie Elwes, uh, we love him, Brooke Shields as well, uh, as an older couple who kind of, in a meet-cute scenario, basically he's a castle owner in Scotland and he is Scottish as well. Uh, and she comes along and decides to buy the castle where he is resident and obviously there's conflict, there might be some resolution, I guess we'll have to see. I'm Sophie Brown, author of 11 best-selling novels and then one massive flop. I became a writer so I could write in my pajamas, not get yelled at by strangers. This is a category five. I thought you became a writer because of Grandpa. He used to sit and listen to his stories about the castle in Scotland. Haven't you always wanted to go see it? Yep. Um, so if you're in the mood for one of those really <laughs> kind of unbelievably cheesy Christmas films coming to Netflix, uh, you're in for a treat. That's coming out this week. Or if you don't have time to watch the full film, the trailer is about three minutes long, as we said before. It is the full film anyway. You can just take the three minutes out and watch that instead. 
So those are the, our favorite ones coming to the small screen this week. But we also have our pizza and a movie recommendations as well. And I feel it's going to be a little bit controversial this week because Rory, last week you picked Children of Men, which is just such an excellent uh, film. And I chose a Danny DeVito film set at Christmas time. And you were flabbergasted when I <laughs> didn't pick one of your favorite films of all time because I completely forgot that Batman Returns actually exists so a couple things one was yes you didn't pick batman returns two was you did a little bit of research and six percent i believe on rotten tomatoes and three was you hadn't seen the film at the time so you were recommending a terrible film that wasn't batman returns a danny devito christmas movie that you hadn't seen yeah, so obviously we're talking about Deck the Halls, and I like I I was very clear about all of that because I was so excited about Christmas. I was so excited about Danny DeVito's birthday, um, so it was an obvious choice to me. Yes, the six percent score uh, was a little bit worrying, but you actually uh, made quite a statement when you found out it was Children of Men versus Deck the Halls, knowing that Deck the Halls is so bad. You actually said this. I have seen it. And I think if Children of Men loses, we can officially claim this whole section is corrupt. <sighs> Strong words there from you, Rory. And I can assure you this section isn't corrupt. We're about to see the result of the poll. Um, but having watched Deck the Halls personally since we were last talking, I feel like I've already ruined my own Christmas and I just want it to be next Christmas uh, again already. So can we get our drum roll, please? Lovely. Thank you very much. I can reveal that Deck the Halls versus Children of Men, it was actually Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick who took home the Christmas victory with a whopping 65% to 35% uh, for Clive Owen and Children of Men. It wasn't even close in the end of it. It wasn't even a competition. Sorry about that, Rory. It's just, um, the system's broken. It's broken. You people. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, all right, I mean, all right. I mean... I'm just so defeated. I'm just like, uh, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe you can pick things up again this week. I know you might be tempted to never, ever come back, but uh, what is your choice for this week's uh, feature, pizza and a movie? Well, I thought I'd follow in your footsteps and pick a truly terrible Christmas movie. Um, it's celebrating its 25th anniversary this week. It's Jingle All The Way which you can watch on now, right now. It's Arnie and he's surrounded by funny people and it's kind of weird. I did a write-up on Joe. You can check it out over there about how Toy Story and Planet of the Apes influenced it. Um, I'm hoping, so, like it's got 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. So this should win by three times the amount that Deck the Halls did. Uh, that's it. There you go. Pick the terrible Christmas vote. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the rocking horn jetpack, and the boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. 
I think uh, that it's a slight reek of, of desperation now, you know, obviously trying to follow in my footsteps, uh, which is never, never a, a good thing to attempt anyway. Um, I like I love Jingle All The Way. Uh, Turbo Man, isn't that the toy uh, mm-hmm. that they're after one in that one? So um, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty confident about this week, though, because celebrating its 30th anniversary this week, it's a tale as old as time. It's got two of the greatest versions of one of the best songs of all time, Angela Lansbury singing it. It also has Celine Dion and People Bryson singing it. It is, of course, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, so it's available to watch on Disney+. Plus. It's nice and short. It's gorgeous. It's magical. So please be our guest and watch Beauty and the Beast on Disney+. Plus This week, be our guest. Be our guest, put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we provide the rest. Let's go! Jingle all the way is getting absolutely tanked. Good luck to you. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't deserve to win. <laughs> but neither did Deck the Halls, so I don't know what the rules are anymore. Yeah, like just on Deck the Halls, I think the worst thing about it is Matthew Broderick. Everything else feels relatively fine in it, but he is just so incredibly annoying and can't carry off the... Anyway, listen, I'm not watching it anymore this Christmas. Anyway, um, that's pretty much a wrap on this week's episode of the show. Coming up next week, we have the stars, the living stars, not the dead zombified ones of Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can tune in for those next week. But this week, we've a double big star bye-bye with Jeremy Renner and Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah, so uh, lots of new interviews this week up on Joe.ie's YouTube channel, including Jeremy Irons talking House of Gucci, including Reese Thomas, the uh, director and creator of The Hawkeye Show. But this particular clip is from the longer interview with Hayley Steinfeld and Jeremy Renner, where they're discussing the difficulties of keeping secrets when working at Marvel, uh, and how excited they are about specific scenes and episodes in their new show, uh, while also, you know, having to say absolutely nothing about them. Uh, it's always fun to to interview stars about things they absolutely cannot talk about. And here's uh, three people dancing around a topic. Oh wow, yeah, there's a few. But how do we how do we tell you? We can't. <laughs> we but can't. You can just say there's. I think there's several. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No. Um, it's so exciting just to hear the reactions based on the first two episodes um, because there's so much in them right away and right off the bat. But there's so much more to come, and yeah. many of those scenes popped into my head when you just asked that. So. Yeah. You have to wait and see. You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Time Pizza. Yeah, we go to town on it. 